Blog Talk Radio. All right. We are on the air. Welcome to another segment of the Cisco and Falzone Hour tonight, Broadcasting Politics. Welcome, Mark. Yes. Good evening, What's folks. Your, your, the rant of the week before we forget. Okay, Bob. I'm going to start with what we used to always start with, that uh, Hitler was a socialist and left-wing, not right-wing, and Martin Luther King was a Republican. So we mm-hmm. want all our audience to know this. Anyway, uh, as I was telling Cisco off the air, it's getting scary out there because I'm sooner believing the Russian government than I am our government uh, because just the flow of lies constantly coming off their tongues. Now, also, uh, we want to look at how the sorority girls are handling the situation. Uh, We had uh, the Secretary of State saying, oh, yeah, fighter jets for Ukraine are going to be a go from the polls. And then we had the Pentagon come out a short time later. Uh, uh Uh-uh, this ain't going on. So it would be nice if this administration got their wires together and not uh, their wires crossed in public to embarrass us. And then they sent Kamala Harris to Eastern Europe. The total embarrassment to further even uh, to to further the uh, necessitation of people thinking that America has gone to crap when we send someone like that. Did you see her cackling when they asked her a question? (laughs) She was just cackling again. What is this cackling crap? I'm sorry. Our world lead is trying to negotiate us out of World War III. Should it be cackling? Anyway, on you, Cisco. Uh, well, you know, she, she's our foreign policy expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I love the way she. I, I love the way she explained to an audience, thinking that you know we're all stupid. Uh, Ukraine is a small country and Russia is a big country. And then Ukraine is, ne- uh, is right next to Russia and Ukraine is being invaded by Russia. That was her explanation of I know, what- I know, like uh, something for kindergartners. I mean, my nephews know this whole thing. I mean, but this is a and foreign policy. You know effort. what's funny? That was an explanation for kindergartners. Yet the Democrats are all getting bent out of shape that the children in Florida from kindergarten to gay three can't be uh, propagandized into gender uh, neutral, gender changing BS. Uh, They're just amazing. Well, they shouldn't be. Kids that are five years old to 10 years old should not be, be taught about how to use a condom. Or how to do oral sex? I mean, how 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 sickening is this? But again, you know, the Democrat Party, the, the, I'm talking about the party. They're in my in my estimation, they're call, I call them the pedophile party. You know, because oh yeah, pedophile. Wait, don't forget racist and sadist. That's another. That's another. That's another. Another. But you know what? This is the the killer. You know how he, he came, um, senile came out and said, hey, we have the best economy in 50 years. <laughs> 50 years, yeah, yeah. The inflation rate has basically exceeded four decades of non-inflationary periods. That's how bad. And that's with them fudging the numbers, Cisco. That's with them fudging the numbers. They changed the way uh, they calculated. If they calculated yeah. like they did in the 80s, it would be much higher. Yeah. And, and, and let, 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 let's, let's retract. We're not endorsing and we're not supporting. We know that Vladimir Putin is an evil dictator. Okay, that's not the point. You know, he's a tyrant and everything. But the fact that senile... It goes and blames Putin for the price hike and the inflation issue. It's a joke. In December, and most people may remember, most people may not remember, in December, he had to basically get up, pull and push out barrels of oil because the price of oil was going up. In February, before the invasion, the same thing. 
food prices have been going up. I mean, you go to the supermarket, uh, a, a, a steak is like $35. So inflation was here. But again, like the Democrats, they're not accountable. They don't like to be responsible for anything. He's blaming Putin for all of this. <laughs> it, 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 it just, it, it, it's just, it's, you can't make up this shit. You cannot make it's up this pathetic. shit. It's pathetic. And yeah, to think yeah. that all this is happening because they fraudulently stole the election. And don't friggin' tell me otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and what happened to what happened to COVID? It disappeared, and now it was replaced by the Ukraine, uh, Russia war. But you know what really caught my attention? I, I read a whole memo. I read a whole memo, a memo that indicated that the reason the Democrats and the Rhino Republicans, who are in charge of government in the United States, they dropped the mandates was because of internal polling by one of the internal polling agencies that they use. So they said, and I quote, "Guys, you got to get rid of the restrictions." Or else you're going to get cremated in November. It was not a... Remember how they used to say, it's about the science. You have to follow the science. Well, how quickly they forgot about you the science. You can't believe a word they say. <laughs> Full 100% deceit. <laughs> yeah. But but it, 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 it's just it's, it, the mental... The mental... I mean, these, these are mentally evil driven individuals i mean they will do anything to stay in power and i'll tell you these food prices these gas prices this is part the gas prices are part of this crazy socialist communist new green deal where they want to have everyone on solar panels and windmills and i tell people oh yeah this gas the, the price of gas this is purposeful they are doing this on purpose. They're just lying about what they're doing. Yeah, of course. Because the whole thing is, first of all, the Keystone Pipe that was producing tar sand that was being sent from Canada to the United States, he shut that down totally. On day one. Okay. Right. And the other aspect of it, when the previous administration was there, Oil, gas was at a dollar fifty or dollar eighty or maybe two dollars in certain places, even maybe two fifty. When he took over, and the the policy just went, forget it. It went down the drain, uh, and and now we're we're seeing the results of these policies. And and what's her name? Pasaki. Uh, I call her. The, the queen of disinformation, so she lies everything. The queen of disinformation is uh, Pensaki. Uh, she and the rest of, are a joke. I mean, I don't know how. I, 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 if I was a reporter, I would go in and smack her, okay? Because the way <laughs> she constantly lies. Oh, inflation is coming down in the last four months. And guess what? They just came out that inflation is the highest in four decades, but she says inflation has been going down every month. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's like Tucker says, you know, these people just lie and lie and lie. And the other part that really kills me is Marco Rubio, the little slimy rhino rat from Florida. He goes and asks the undersecretary of the State Department, Victoria Newland, says, does the U.S. have biological web, uh, labs in the Ukraine? And Marco Rubio, because, you know, he, he, he's, a, he's a puppet, he goes, um, he, he was shocked to hear Victoria Newland, who was also, for people who don't know who she is, she was the one that also perpetrated the, uh, the WMDs, the weapons of mass destruction that led us into Iraq. Remember? Yes. Yeah, 
She's a swarming-looking woman, too. Yeah, that's Victoria Newland. All right? She has a history of lying. Okay? So she goes and says to, uh, you know, Puppet Rubio, oh, yes, we do. And he goes, he was shocked. You look at his expression. He was shocked that she told the truth. And then he had to cover he had to cover it up right away. So he said, so are you afraid that the Russians will take these chemicals? And she said, yes, we're, uh, we're very concerned. So w- what's the, uh, the spin that they're putting on right now? They're saying, oh, no, no. Let's ask the Russians. They seem to be telling more truth than the American government, anyone associated with it. And the media, too. And, which is sad. You know, here you have the Russians, the aggressors, the belligerents, uh, yeah. who are initiating all this hostility. And right. we have to believe them over the U.S. government. I mean, we are sick. We're pathetic. Well, again, I, I just think that people, if, if, if this does not wake, in, wake them up, nothing will wake them up. I mean, we went through two years of lies from wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Lockdowns, no lockdowns. Uh, uh, take the, the jab, but you won't, get, you won't get COVID. Oh, you won't transmit it. Oh, you can transmit it. I mean, the constant back and forth was ridiculous. And if people have not learned from the constant propaganda, and then we find out, Mark, and the listening audience, we find out that yeah. the media was getting paid by the U.S. government to promote and push the jab. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, my God. Now we, now we know why all those commercials were going 24-7. 24-7. Hey, you know, get the jab. Hey, I think in, in, in some places in the country, they're still offering $100 for you to take the needle. In, in, in your in your uh, in your arm, so it's it, it, it's oh, just well, this administration, okay, has shown already that they are not worth the time to even listen to them. I mean, I can see if they were basically working to do something, but they are basically doing things to destroy the American that we know the American people. And now, oh, I don't know if anyone out there has heard, we're sending billions of dollars to the Ukraine. Okay? And what, what's the first thing that I'm, that I'm thinking? Those billions of dollars that are taxpayer money, they're going there to, to bribe people. They're going to bribe people. You know? Keep shut. Huh. Don't say anything. But we're sending billions it's part of the new bill that the House and the Senate are preparing to pass. It's no, a trillion it's dollars. And we know nothing about it. I just heard it's $1.5 trillion. We right. know nothing about it. It's got about $15 billion in there for the Ukraine, including yeah. like $6 billion in uh, military aid. Yes. But the thing also- is, a budget just, they just passed this budget. We know nothing about it, nothing at all. Because the media is not saying anything, which tells me that it sucks. Yeah. Um, let me put it this way: I, I believe that, that that's money that's going to keep to keep people shut them down. You know, hush, don't no, say anything. No, it's the classic leftist thing. They have to launder taxpayer money into leftist causes and persons. That's why these budgets are so damn high, and the Republicans just roll over for them. Yeah. Well, because they're part of it. They're part of it. You know, they're, 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 uh, with the exception of a couple of, of, of individuals, the majority of them are totally corrupt. You know? I mean, look at, look at the whole thing with, the, with the, the vaccine. Senator Ron Johnson... Senator Ron, uh, Rand Paul were one, were one of the few, and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, were one of the very few uh, that actually um, 
you know, basically told, told you know, they were fighting the rest of them. I mean, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene has paid up over, over $100,000 in fines because she refused to wear a mask. I love her. I love her. Yeah, she, she's, 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 she is something else. But I'll tell you, it, the truth is being exposed. And it's coming out. It's coming out. It's definitely, uh, and, 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 and it's going to show that this administration will go down as the worst administration to ever, ever be, you know, in a, at the White House. So let's yeah, because uh, I'll tell you, as bad as Carter was, at least he gave us Camp David, you know, peace between Israel and Egypt. Yeah. Biden is not doing anything remotely close to that. Yeah. All right. We're going to we're going to call Dr. Carol Lieberman and um, looking forward to having her on the program. All right. Oh, she's just finishing interview, another interview. Okay. Yeah, she's finishing up another interview. But um, okay, she, that's okay. We have us. So uh, the, the other part is that we're looking at is electric cars. They're basically pushing the electric cars. So people are struggling with filling up their tanks. And now they want us to buy a $55,000, $60,000 electric car that we don't have the infrastructure to handle, okay? Oh, yeah. But, I saw, I saw uh, an electrical infrastructure guy talking, and he said if even close to half the people got electric cars, the whole system goes down that it can't yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not uh, one of those engineers. But I can tell you that it will go down. It's like this, I'm in the cyber business, and and if if we have too many too many connections and our our infrastructure is not hand, uh, ready to handle it, the system will crash. That would be the same scenario. But they don't care because again, Mark, they're trying to push the green green new great uh, the new green deal, and they're also trying to push. The, the socialist uh, utopia that is windmills. We got to have all windmills because windmills are going to really save the planet. That's how <laughs> they're telling us. So, uh, yes, it, 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 it's just comical. It's unbelievable the, uh, the amount of, of, of issues. And then also it's Companies now are bringing back people back to work, you know? And yeah. How is that going to – that's going to create, again, another scenario where a lot of companies that basically downsize their infrastructure because they, they said, oh, from now on, everyone's going to be working from home. Now they have had to reinvest money again. So I'll tell you, we're, we are in serious, serious, we have a serious issue, total, total serious issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, you understand, they stole the election so that the leftists could run amok. When we win the White House back, the first thing I want to see is 57 executive orders the minute the man is sworn in to be signed to counter whatever the hell the, the Cossack horde swept in with 57, uh, you know, presidential edicts as the first day in office. I've got to wonder what the hell was in that cluster F. Yeah, well, I, I would say that, that it's, 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 it's kind of it's sad that we're 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 having to deal with this uh this senile individual um yeah well we know he's not calling the shots Mm -hmm. you know he he's just the uh the sock puppet oh yeah no no i i know he's a puppet but you know he he's the face he's the face 
He's the face. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He. Yeah. They. That's the face they they put on. True. Yeah. And uh, I would say that that at this point, the people that that voted for him are ha- should be having should be having buyers remorse. Wouldn't you think? I don't know because they had to be one dumb sob to vote for him in the first <laughs> place. <laughs> 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 that was very well said, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think uh, another point is he's bad, but the other one, the VP, she's even worse. <laughs> I really, you know, I really think that when she gets on the world stage, because if you're going to get on the world stage and you're the vice president of the United States, you better have a, a, a really a good understanding of global politics and global, you know, the global environment. I mean, and <laughs> she doesn't. She does not have, you know, I, especially when I interview, we interview people on this program that are, that are very well, um, have an extensive knowledge of international geopolitics. You got you to gotta basically prepare yourself because... Otherwise, you're going to look like a fool. (laughs) And and, and that's what I think. I mean, she's so arrogant, you know, and that's the worst. Being arrogant and then being stupid. Because you could be arrogant, but if you know your stuff, you know, you'll make it. But she's arrogant, and on top of that, she doesn't know anything. (laughs) So that makes it really, really uh, horrible. Horrible. But, hey, that's who... um, that's who they voted for, everything. So, but I think uh, uh, the election in 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 in, in um, November. I'm hoping that we have it. I have a funny feeling. I, okay, she's ready. I have a funny feeling that. All right. Hello. Good evening, Carol. How are you? Fine, thank you. We've been anxiously, anxiously waiting for for you to come up because you are, you know, got a very, very good uh, uh, feedback from a lot of folks in regards to your coming on the program tonight. So welcome. Well, thank you. And I'm sorry, sorry I couldn't come on earlier. No, no. I, 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 I basically did a... a Research and you are extremely very popular in demand, <laughs> <laughs> and you are the you know you have Dr. Carl's couch on Voice of America, so uh, you know you're you're the world known American psychiatric forensic psychiatric and board certified. So I, 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 I we have so many questions and and. Uh, let me know if, if I miss anything in regards to your your, your impressive uh, and long uh, resume. Sure. Well, um, I think maybe you meant to say that I I'm America's psychiatrist. America's um, Yes, and uh, I yes I have two radio shows well a radio show and a podcast and I've written um, four best-selling award-winning books and. Since we can go on, and I'm the terrorist therapist, um, <laughs> and and like you said, forensic psychiatrist. But we don't have to go on and on with all my <laughs> with all my credentials. <laughs> well, uh, very very impressive. But I wanted to touch on one of the things with uh, that caught my attention right away was this whole thing with uh, Vladimir Putin uh, and in Joe Biden. And world leaders. Right. In your forensic experience dealing with high-level individuals, where where do you see these individuals, especially like Vladimir or, or Joe Biden, in this type of environment, crisis? Uh, what is going through their mind? Well, we can start with Joe Biden. Um, I actually <laughs> am saying that that we have a. Uh, a paranoid Putin versus a demented Biden. 
So, so we can start with Biden. And that, and that doesn't bode well, right? Um, I, I wrote a, uh, an open letter to Biden. Um, and, and actually, I've been talking about this, his, what I call his encroaching dementia, since the, um, the, the election, because he was already showing signs of this when he was running for president. Of course, then they kept him in the basement, so we didn't see it as, as um, <laughs> clearly as we see it now. But, um, but I wrote him a letter saying that he needs to take a, a cognitive assessment. You know, there are various kinds of assessments of his uh, thinking, of his brain, of how well it's functioning. Not, these aren't uh, intelligence tests. These are tests that uh, measure abstract thinking and memory and all the things that he is having problems with. So, for example, his memory lapses have become a lot worse than they were when he was running. Um, I think one of the worst examples is when he forgot the name of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, um, <laughs> and he called him the guy who runs that outfit over there. <laughs> then, um, as, as people do when they are having memory problems, sometimes they do a, a phenomenon called confabulation, which is where mm -hmm. you realize you forgot something, and so you make something up, or you distract your audience, you try to get them to not realize that you, that you didn't know the answer. And then his sentences are now word salad, meaning that he just tosses words around and they don't make any more sense. He's emotionally volatile. He makes inappropriate comments. He lashes out at people defensively when he doesn't know how to respond to them. And of course, uh, the best example of that is what re a recent example is when he was caught on a hot mic calling a Fox News reporter a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm sure you've seen, you know, when he's finished making a speech, um, yep. he looks around and sometimes he even says under his breath, where am I? So this is disorientation. He like loses because he's, you know, so into reading the teleprompter and, and the whole situation that he, he's forgotten where he is. Um, and then the worst cognitive deficiency that he has is in abstract thinking. And that's the kind of thinking that you need to be able to juggle different thoughts to plan a strategy. It's like uh, a chess game. Someone who is a real chess master can hold in his head all different moves. You know, if they're going to move this way, then the other person might do this or this, and then what? And, and you have to be able to juggle, to hold like, like plates, juggling plates, hold a bunch of things um, in the air, in your mind, uh, so that you can make a plan. And we have seen the worst example of that uh, so far, well, besides, besides what's going on right now, but before that, um, Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he, he went to his house um, in Delaware. He was sitting, I mean, it was such a frightening and disturbing picture. He's sitting at this long table in his home in Delaware, not in, his, not in the White House, um, and he has a whole bunch of televisions, you know, in front of him. <laughs> I'd like to think he's watching uh, something having, was watching something having to do with Afghanistan and not, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a comic strip or something. Um, but, but anyhow, but, but, you know, he wasn't really uh, as reachable as he should have been. And um, he wasn't able to hold all the different potential scenarios in his mind to be able to make, I mean, he, sh he shouldn't have been pulling out anyway, but once he said he was going to do that, he, he made a mess of it. And it's because he couldn't hold in his mind all the different outcomes of his moves. If he did this, then what would happen? And, he, and, and so it just turned out to be a total disaster. And that is why we have um, Putin coming now, and we're going to have, you know, it's, it's not just Putin. I mean, he's, you know, the one that's making the biggest uh, advance now. But, right. I mean, we have China and North Korea and Iran and, of course, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, ISIS. I mean, all of these people, when they saw that we surrendered, and he's such a weak president. And they, you know, um, 
I've even talked about this in uh, at, on media outlets that are outside of America. And at first I, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't be, like, telling tales out of school. You know, I don't know that I want people to know that he's in such bad shape. But then I thought about it, and it's not like this is a big secret. Maybe people don't know the words that I use, like um, confabulation or word salad or things like that. But people can just watch him, look at him, and you see that this man is having encroaching dementia. You see that there is something wrong with his cognitive abilities. So it's not like this is any big secret, any especially anymore. Right. And, and, and does the aspect of outright lying, like, for example, I'll give you an example. If he says that the, this is the best economy in 50 years, <laughs> and then, you know, the, 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 the numbers don't basically back that up. I mean, we came out with the, the report from the Federal Reserve that the inflation is at an all-time high for four decades. And, you know, it's like this constant, I mean, from your experience of, of dealing with uh, and, and, and attending and, and listening to these individuals, is that part of being, you know, I mean, I consider them to be pathological liars. Well, um, yes, you could say that. Um, I mean, I think what it's coming from is that he has people behind him pulling his strings, particularly Obama. And Obama, in my opinion, yes. was the worst president ever. And he made put America in the, in the biggest danger ever, especially mm-hmm. from terrorists. Um, and so, you know, Biden, <laughs> kind of like um, Kamala Harris, they're still shocked that they are the president and vice president. You know, they're still like in shock. Did they really elect me? And of course, that's a whole other story, whether they really were elected or not. But that, we won't go there. But no, um, we won't go there. <laughs> but but um, but uh, you know, so they have they've been like um, bolstered by the people behind them who basically have given them this feeling that they can do no wrong, that they, I mean, you know, Biden, for example, has made, and this was, of course, planned before, um, before he actually took over, before uh, he became, you know, was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, before he was sworn in to be president. Um, Of course, you know, Obama and and friends um, were helping him to make these, um, plans to make these orders that he put in executive orders. Like as soon as he got into office, all of a sudden there were executive orders after executive orders. He couldn't have thought of that. <laughs> he didn't think of that. But I mean, but he couldn't have, you know, put that all together in like just a day or two. So this has been coming on for a while. And it, he has gotten to be, um, he just thinks that he can fool all of the people all of the time. Definitely. You know, uh, before we go on to Vladimir, two things of two books that I'm really interesting interested in knowing about because I'm 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 hoping that the tragedy in Sedona. You're talking about Sedona, Arizona. Yes. Um, okay. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to ask you what what is that? Because I love. We. I mean. We love uh, my fiance and I, we love Sedona. Uh, what, what, yes, what, it's a wonderful what, place. Yes, tragedy in Sedona. Can you uh, basically fill, fill, the, fill us in on what the book is all about? Sure, sure. Um, that is a book that I did the foreword to. Um, not one of the ones that I wrote myself completely, <laughs> but that is about. Um, there was a a. Um, uh, like a guru, um, a man who, you know, has touted himself um, to be a guru, to be, mm. um, you know, someone who uh, people should, kind of like, um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> Tony Robbins, kind of like a Tony Robbins. Oh, and, Tony but Robbins. He, but, but this one who, who had a, a, uh, an event in Sedona, um, had did, did it was a little different in that he um, did uh, he, he, the idea of going to Sedona was being in a cave 
and having a kind of um, a mystical experience where um, where he would, and it had to do with putting hot coals, uh, like it was supposed to sort of give everybody an out-of-body experience kind of and to bring you closer to your inner self, et cetera, et cetera. And um, in fact, uh, he was so full of himself, you know, he, he um, just thought that he could do no wrong, <laughs> kind of like Biden, but he didn't have dementia. <laughs> but um, but he, um, he got all of his followers. You know, it was an activity, and you paid a whole ton of money to him to be one of his um, his students. And so he, so people paid a ton of money, and then they had this trip to go to Sedona and to be in this in this cave. And um, and the problem was that he he when people started saying that they were that they were getting too hot, they were having trouble breathing because of the fire in the middle of it. Um, he just ignored them, and in fact, mm. people died. Um, they were, became overcome with uh, with heat, and they huh. fainted. some people fainted and had you know various, but there were actually people who died. And so, so I someone wrote a book, Tragedy in Sedona, about this event. Um, they were wow. there, and they they asked me to. I was actually the reason why I was involved was because I was the um, expert witness in mm. a, the case. Um, in a in one of the cases against him, um, where uh, so you know so I I knew a lot about it. So that's why they asked me. Definitely, definitely. Okay, that's the so James Arthur Ray. The name of the man. Maybe you heard of him. The name of the man was of this guru was James Arthur Ray Ray, and it James. was a Sedona sweat lodge. Ah, okay. And, James Arthur Ray, and he. And he did this, you know, people came out, um, Native Americans came out, and they said, he did, this is not how you do a sweat lodge. Definitely, definitely. Uh, 732, do you have a question for uh, Dr. Carroll regarding regarding Joe Biden's mental state? Well, sure. I don't have the question because I just I had to get off and come back on again. But you can talk about dementia Biden all you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, uh, Mark, do you have a question for um, Dr. Carl? No, I, I concur with her observations, even though I'm not a licensed uh, psychiatric professional. Uh, you could see the guy's clearly crackers. Um, the way he forgets sentences in midstream, misidentifies countries, people, etc. But you have to understand, he's serving the leftist purpose. So they'll keep him there, and you know, if he dies, they'll prop him up in front of a microphone <laughs> to keep doing what they're doing. How, how, how about uh, Dr. Carl uh, Kamala Harris? Where did you see that? I mean, she's been an embarrassment uh, on, on her foreign, foreign policy tour, first in, in, yes. in, in Germany yes. and, now, and now today with the president of Poland. An individual, I see a, uh, a narcissistic, uh, arrogant individual that doesn't really what? know global politics, but she pretends to. Absolutely. I mean, the, the truth is, that they, the people backing Biden, um, pick Kamala Harris, even though you know she argued with him in the debate and so on, but they still picked her because she was a woman and she's a woman of color, and they they picked her because they thought that that would get more votes. I mean, not really because she's intelligent. In fact, <laughs> in fact, there are people who talk about how she slept her way to where she got in the first before being uh, vice president, but the different offices that she held. Before that, there is talk, in fact, someone wrote a book about it, that she slept her way to the top or to the, you know, to how far she had gotten up to then. So um, I'm not, I'm not alluding to her sleeping with Biden. <laughs> I don't no, no, think that's I, 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 I wouldn't want, I think Willie Brown, the mayor of San Francisco, would be upset at, at you mentioning uh, Joe Biden as his love uh, Lover, uh, yeah, that's right. He was one. That's right. He was one of the ones that she um, 
uh, has been um, reported to have slept with, to you know, and have got got all his help. So yes, you, you're right on well, with that. Well, Willie Brown has indicated that that romantic venture did happen, and she never yes. denied it. She never denied it. So yes, right, uh, right. So, so but, uh, I mean, neither one of them are try- are saying though that that. Uh, relationship got her things that she didn't deserve. Neither one would admit that. I don't believe. Well, she wouldn't certainly. Yeah. So now we come to. Uh, I mean, so Kamala, what's your observation in regards to her mental? You know, from a from a, if you were doing a forensic investigation on, on her mental state, where at the current current moment, where do you see her? I not dementia, but and not. Um, I mean, I see her lost. You know, she's she's just um, she's in her own world. She's um, she feels very like it's like the Peter Principle. You know, the remember the Peter Principle mm-hmm. where people get promoted to uh, jobs beyond what they're capable of. And um, so she's a good example of the Peter Principle. But, you know, there was a story out today um, about it was one of the assistants to Zelensky, a former Mm -hmm. assistant um, to Zelensky, who tweeted, I don't know if you saw that, tweeted something about how, um, like, she hopes that that, uh, Kamala never becomes president because she's an embarrassment or something like that. And then she took her tweet. Yeah, no, the word they used was it would... Wait, the word they used, they said it would be a tragedy, unquote. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Oh, and by yes. the way, I see her as insecure. That's why all the cackling. You know, she yes, strikes me as yes, someone right. insecure. Yes, that's why. Yes, absolutely. That goes with the Peter principle that she knows she's in a job way beyond uh, her, her intelligence and her experience. And everything else, yes, that's where the cackling comes from. But it is still so incredibly inappropriate. And, and I mean, especially now, she goes to uh, to Poland. She goes to you know where where we're on the verge of nuclear war, and she's still cackling. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to evil, evil Putin, evil Vladimir Putin. At this point. He's been in power for over 20 years in Russia. Uh, what do you attribute his stronghold of his power base in Russia and now trying to go back and, and take uh, the Ukraine? What type of mental stage is he at right now? Um, well, I have, well, first of all, the way that he's stated power, I mean, he's a very smart man. I'll give him that. Um, and he's a manipulative man because the way that he stayed in power, you know, there were certain rules as far as how long somebody could be president. And he got around these rules by um, being prime minister. Some of it's like going back and forth between being prime minister and being uh, president. And um, so, you know, good for him. I mean, I mean, that was clever for him. But, um, I mean, obviously he's not good for the world. I don't mean it that way. But mm-hmm. he's an interesting man. Um, I I wrote an essay recently, put, Putting Putin on My Couch. And I yes. analyzed his childhood. And um, he had a very rotten childhood. Uh, you know, in order to understand who somebody is t- today, not just Putin, but all of us, you have to look at our childhood, and it's all the things that happened in our childhood that frame our personality and frame who we become. So he was born in 1952 in war-torn Leningrad. His parents had, you know, the Second World War had just uh, ended, and his uh, where he lived got, you know, the people starved to death, and um, his father was uh, injured in the war. Uh, He walked with a limp after that. And his mother was um, so hungry, like there was no food, and she fainted um, from hunger. And the people thought that she was dead. 
so they put her with the corpses. And fortunately, she woke up before they buried her. So these experiences that his parents had, um, not just the physical experiences, but the psychological experiences, left scars on them so that they wouldn't, they weren't able to um, be warm and loving. I mean, they did treat him. He was special in the sense that he had two brothers who died mm. before he was born. So they were, you know, they, he was like their miracle baby. But on the other hand, you know, the things that they had gone through just made it really hard for them to be warm, loving parents. So, for example, there's this incredible picture, a photograph of Putin when he was five years old sitting on his mother's lap. And she has her arm around him in a very stiff manner. And he's sitting there sort of curled in on himself, um, his hands, his arms crossed, his legs crossed, and he's looking up at the camera in a way like, um, like don't hurt me kind of thing, like a very scared sort of wobegone kind of way. And, and that, I think, is, is very um, telling for his whole childhood. He saw death and destruction all around him. His parents, you know, were, were limited because of what, had happened, what they had gone through. And, um, and he was, he was um, small for his age. I mean, he's still relatively small. And he was mm-hmm. a bit odd, so he was bullied. And um, he learned how to play, uh, how to, he learned the art of uh, martial arts. And that is how he protected himself from the schoolyard bullies. And he also had, you know, he lived in this, um, this sort of tenement um, with no hot water and so on. And um, the way that he and the people in the building, the kids his age in the building, would would entertain themselves because like his parents um, worked around the clock. They had menial jobs. And so he would entertain himself by um, hitting the rats, taking sticks and, you know, playing it, hitting the rats. And one day, I mean, that's what all the kids in the building did. That's how, that was their entertainment. They didn't have video games. (laughs) And, um, and so one day, he had this um, particularly big rat um, that he got in a, into a corner, and he thought, "Aha! I'm going to be able to, you know, beat this rat to death." And all of a sudden, the rat surprised him by jumping up at him. Wow! And he he closed the door just in time um, to to stop this from you know the rat from getting him. And he said he learned from this experience. Now, you know, first of all, he sees rats on all sides of him, you know, all the different countries who he thinks wants to attack, want to attack Russia, uh, and particularly Ukraine for right now. And, um, and so it is not going to be a good uh, strategy for uh, America or NATO or any countries to push him into a corner, to corner him, because he mm. will do what he learned from the rat which is, okay, they think they've got me this way. Like, for example, right now, you know, um, the uh, Ukraine has done an incredibly brave and, and uh, job at fighting back, you know, fighting for their country. And lots of Russian soldiers have been killed. Uh, and, and Putin didn't think it was going to be this hard. And so, so he, you know, I, I think people can, should not assume that he's just going to go away. You know what? He's going to tell the people in Ukraine, oh, I was only kidding. It's okay. <laughs> we'll leave. <laughs> um, that's not going to happen. And so, you know, he had, and, and let me tell you another part of it. So um, he's, also, he's 69 years old, and he is also feeling his mortality closing in on him because, you know, with COVID, we've all felt our mortality. We've all kind of been more in touch with or aware of or our mortality than we were because so many people died. And so on top of that, um, as I was starting to say, 69, 70 is a big deal and a big um, milestone anniversary. Um, And he's only two years younger than the average age that Russian men live to. 
Mm. Now he, you know, he did uh, uh, martial arts and so on. So you know, you might think, well, maybe he's in better shape, and he has all kind. You know, he's rich, so he's eating better food, presumably, than most Russians. But, um, but you know, and there have also been rumors going around for years that he had cancer, that he had uh, now now rumors about that maybe he had COVID, but there's no no um, uh, official word on that. Um, and he was also thought to have had Park or to have Parkinson's. Um, so, you know, what he's feeling is that the clock is ticking and he wants to make his mark on the world by bringing the USSR back together again. Right. And he's feeling like um, time is running out to do that. So right. it really is a very dangerous situation because um, – because if we, um, we by the Allies, NATO, America, uh, backed him into a corner, um, then, you know, he, he is, I mean, he already has taken over Ukrainian um, nuclear plants. We are so close to a nuclear war. Um, and, and, you know, the, the only way to, to get out of this, or the best way that I can think of to get out of this, and I'm not in terms of as a psychiatrist, you know, who has studied Putin, um, the best way to get out of it is to, he has to save face. He can't, he, you know, there is no way that he's going to back up um, and give up. You know, he would rather set off a nuclear war than, than lose face, than be ashamed, you know, than to go down in history as the loser. Right. And um, so, but, and, and, you know, in, in the um, State of the Union, for example, Biden's State of the Union, which was incredibly oh, depressing and, and embarrassing, you know, it was horrible. Um, but he was kind of like throwing out these things about Putin that would make Putin feel defensive. You know, he was saying, uh, uh, Biden was saying things that, like daring him or threatening him or, I, I mean that's not how you do it. <laughs> you don't. I mean, if you're, whatever you're going to do, you don't. You don't um, announce it. You know, we're going <laughs> to. I mean, it was just so wrong in so many different ways. And people have to start thinking smarter. Um, right. The people who are negotiating and not um, not backing him, him into a corner, not making him feel small. Um, not making him feel bullied. You know, like he was. But that that was it primarily. That. <laughs> that um, it was like Biden was bullying him, and that right. does not go over well. Right. Yeah, you know uh, what? Well, I wanted to say that if, if Putin came out of Leningrad, I wanted to point out to the listeners that there was something called the Siege of Leningrad during World War II, very famous. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people starved to death. So if he yeah. was born in 52 and his two brothers died before he was born. Uh, he was born into a lot of misery. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, uh, two, uh, 254, do you have a question for Dr. Carl? Uh, not right now. Thanks. Okay. So at this point, what the, what the NATO allies and, and the U.S. and every other, every, every other country is pushing Vladimir to the brink. Yes. Um, I mean, they have to obviously defend themselves. But, and I, in some ways, we're not doing enough, you know, unless, I mean, I, I mean, the idea that we're not letting the planes go to, the, to Ukraine, we're just, we're just standing back and watching all these Ukrainians get killed. And I think that's awful. But there has to be a way through negotiation to get him to stop. Um, I mean, they're just, I think <laughs> there was the, um, the prime minister from Israel um, went to talk with Putin. And I was kind of hopeful, I am kind of hopeful that maybe, you know, since he's coming, he's not directly involved. Uh, he's not an enemy of either Putin or Ukraine. Um, maybe he could help negotiate something. But... Um, but I, I, I think it's awful that, you know, everybody's afraid, of course, that Putin could just uh, 
say tomorrow or, you know, just set off one of the reactors in the, the nuclear plant. Um, but, but we can't, I mean, so what is, what are we going to let happen? They're going to kill all the people or, or they're going to take over um, Ukraine and then they're going to go into Poland or some other country. I mean, when are we going to start fighting back? We can't just, we can't go too far back up too far either. I mean, you know, this is not America. This is not um, the America that I knew to just sit back and let um, people get slaughtered. Definitely, definitely. That's. Uh, but again, on the other hand, a lot of Americans are saying, why should we risk one American soul for a country that really is a corrupt country? And basically, it's, it's part of Russia, you know. Well, you know, there. I, I, I mean, that's what Russia is saying that it's a corrupt country and all that. I, and and people are, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't think Zelensky is corrupt. He he's 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 a, he's a hero. Right. And then there's also the the the, the whole thing with uh, that. You know, we we've been having bio labs, bioweapon labs in in. In, uh, in in Russia, I mean in in the Ukraine, and that started during Obama uh, when he was a senator in 2005, and and then in 2014. So that you know why do why are we investing in in you know in setting up bio labs in Ukraine, and 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 that, I mean that whole part is that whole strategy of these world leaders, presidents, you know, having that, that, having to do something like that, you know, pain. Well, I mean, it is, it is dangerous, as we have seen with uh, COVID, it is dangerous to set biolabs in other countries, especially right. countries, I mean, we really underestimated how much of an enemy China is, and that was exactly. incredibly stupid. To put um, a bio lab in China, um, Ukraine. I don't think. I mean, you know. Of course, the thing is, and I'm not really that familiar with the whole. I mean, I've I've read that people are talking about that bio labs in Ukraine, but um, but you know, I mean, if if that is true, and Russia takes over Ukraine. <laughs> Oh, that is not going to be good. <laughs> you know, then they're going to have all these bioweapons, which could well right, be right. one of the reasons why Putin is, wants to take over Ukraine. That's true. That's true. But I, I, I'm looking at it from, from, a, from a, a leader, a, you know, so-called leader, to basically go ahead and say, we're going to set up these biolabs. What type of mental state would that type of individual be at to approve things like that? Well, um, a not very well-educated one. Um, I mean, you know, there, you, one could make a case for why there should be biolabs, that we should um, have these weapons at our disposal, or we should know how to um, treat certain things. But as we have seen with COVID, this is a really dangerous proposition. And, uh, I mean, it's even dangerous. You know, what about the anthrax? Remember after 9-11? Um, you know, it's Definitely. dangerous wherever it is. But Definitely. it certainly would be better keeping all such research in America than uh, in countries that change hands. <laughs> Dr. Carroll, your, your website and, and, and your uh, radio program, so we can uh, promote it on our, uh, on our sh um, website. Sure. Well, um, my website um, is terrorist. I mean, I have a few different websites, but the preferred one is terrorist therapist.com and okay. um, there are lots of videos on there um, video a video music video that I made for the 20th anniversary of 9-11 for example is at the top also my book lions and tigers and terrorists oh my how to protect okay. your child in a time of terror so that's what I would recommend <laughs> and how about the uh, voice of America dr. Carol yes um, I do a I do a weekly show on voice America called dr. Carol's couch and I do a podcast um, called The Terrorist Therapist Show. Um, Got it. And I just did one on um, 
about uh, Putin's war. What's terrorism got to do with it? More than you know. Okay. Well, thank you again, and and thank you for taking time to come on our program. And um, stay safe, be safe, and uh, make sure that in California the uh, the prices don't go beyond seven dollars anymore for ga- to fill up your tank. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you. Thank you again. Have a great evening. Thank you for coming. You too. All right. You're Next welcome. Week we'll ha- okay. Next week we'll have another great guest, and we'll be back here at Broadcast and Politics. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye. All right, Mark, everyone. Good night. Good night.